908, good morning folks, welcome, it's a Monday, that's right, May 8th, 2023. This is the party line on 970 WATH 97.3 as well, on FM. We have a a free-for-all today, and uh, Don Holbert joins me. Good morning. Good morning. And um, as we customarily do, we'll go through a number of different uh, reports and bring up to date your weekend and all of that. So um, let's see here. We often do historical events, and uh, but um, from yesterday, I pulled uh, yesterday's report and was looking at it. And um, dynamite in 1867 was invented and uh, announced yesterday. Uh, in fact, uh, um, Alfred Nobel, Nobel uh, is who patented it. And you've heard of Nobel Prizes and things like that. Um, and um, this was the first of three patents that he received for inventing, uh, he was a chemist, for inventing dynamite. Think of all the things good and bad that dynamite has uh, had something to do with. Anyway, so this was from yesterday. And then another one that caught my eye is the concept of the integrated circuit the basis for all modern computers is first published by Jeffrey Dummer. And um, that was in 1952. Oh, did I even give the year for the uh, patent of dynamite? It's 1867. That's from yesterday's report. But um, today is May 8th, as we said, and let's, uh, let's go down that list and we'll do all of them. Um, let's see, the first thing mentioned is that of, um, these are historical events. 1660, on this very date, the English Parliament declares Charles Stuart to be King Charles II, England. Wow, speaking of that sort of thing, I was um, uh, certainly drawn to watch much of the coronation. And um, I thought it was really well done and um, kind of cool. All right, back to today's events uh, over the years um, on this very date of May 8th, but the year was 1835. The first installment of Hans, Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tales was published in Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, let's see here. 1895 is our next event. China cedes Taiwan to Japan under the Treaty of Shimonoski. I think I said that well. 1902 on this date. Mount Pele. Pele. I think it's Pele. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I've certainly heard of Mount Pele, but this... The way this is uh, punctuated, I'm not sure if that's what we're talking about. Anyway, Mount, we'll go with yours. Mount Pele on the French overseas island of Martinique erupts, wiping out the city of Saint-Pierre and killing 30,000 people and leaving only two survivors. Yeah. 1945. V.E. Day. World War II ends in Europe after Germany signs an unconditional surrender. On this date in 1980, the World Health Organization announces smallpox has been eradicated. 2007, again, on this very date, a new Northern Ireland executive um, is formed with Ian Paisley who was, I think, from the Democratic Unionist Party, 
as First Minister and Martin McGinnis as Deputy First Minister. All right, let's see here. We need to... Um, famous birthdays. I don't know this first name offhand. I probably will after you describe him to me. Edward Gibbon, G-I-B-B-O-N. He was born on this date in the year 1737. He passed in 1794. Edward Gibbon. He was an English essayist, historian, and politician, and his most important work was The History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, which was published in six volumes, and it is known for the quality and irony of its prose, its use of primary sources, and its criticism of organized religion. Well, I was aware of that publication, certainly. Um, let's see, we also have, um, let's see here, three more. Uh, Robert Johnson, who was born on this date in 1911. He died in 1938. Not a real long life. Robert Johnson. He, the picture here has him wearing, or uh, rather playing, a guitar. He was an American blues musician and songwriter. His landmark recordings in 1936 and 1937 display a combination of singing, guitar skills, and songwriting talent that has influenced later generations of musicians. And his recording career spanned only seven months, but he is now recognized as a master of the blues and one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century. And the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame describes him as being the first ever rock star. Wow. Well, I'm ashamed that I didn't remember him, but as you uh, got into it, I started to recall. Robert Johnson. All right. Former President Harry Truman was born on this date in 1884. He died in 1972. Um, hit a couple highlights there. He was the 33rd President of the United States, Serving from 1945 to 1953, he was a leader of the Democratic Party, and he previously served as the 34th Vice President from January to April 1945 under Franklin Roosevelt and as a United States Senator from Missouri from 1935 to January 1945. Roberto Rossellini. That's fun to say. Um, born on this date in 1906, he passed in 1977. Rossellini. What do you got? I I think I know, but I don't want to say because I'll be embarrassed if I'm wrong. <laughs> he was an Italian film director, producer, and screenwriter, and he was one of the most prominent directors of the Italian neorealist cinema, contributing to the movement with films such as Rome, Open City, Paisan, and Germany, Year Zero. Yeah. I would have been okay on that one. All right, two famous deaths to share. The first is that of Elmer Rice, and um, he was born in 1892, but he passed in 1967 on this very date. Elmer Rice. He was an American playwright, and he is best known for his plays The Adding Machine and his Pulitzer Prize-winning drama of New York tenement life, Street Scene. Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce this next one. Paul Godwin? God Gail Gwynn, something to that effect. And I also am not familiar with this name. So he was born in 1848, but died on this date in 1903. He was a French post-impressionist artist, unappreciated until after his death. He is now recognized for his experimental use of color and synthesis style that were distinct from Impressionalism. Toward the end of his life, he spent 10 years in French Polynesia, and the paintings from this time depict people or landscapes from that region. Um, let's see here. I guess those are uh, it for on this date. Um, there's two um, from yesterday that I wanted to sh Oh, I did this already. That's right. Okay. Never mind. Um, headlines. Um, Ask.
After the mass killings in Texas, frustration, but no action on guns. The drumbeat of mass murder has fueled a new openness to gun regulation among some Texans, but it has done little to reshape the political re realities there in the state capitol. Um... Let me go into a little more detail on that. I'm sure you've heard by now that at least eight people were killed and seven others injured after a gunman opened fire in an outlet mall in Dallas, Texas, um, in one of the su suburbs over the weekend. The suspect was killed at the scene after a shootout with police. Now, um, officials had not publicly released information regarding the victims. As of this writing, uh, this is from um, a report called 1440 that I use often. Though early reports suggested those killed or injured ranged in ages uh, from 5 to 61 years of age. A motive for the attack has also not been determined though some sources say officials are investigating online posts made by the shooter promoting white supremacy. The shooter, 33 years old, Mauricio Garcia, was said to have premeditated the attack, having arrived at the mall with a semi-automatic rifle at least one handgun and wearing body armor. Um, uh, the 1440 report has posted on their website a database of mass killings. What's the definition? Four people or more. Um, and that, that figure excludes the, um, the offender. And they have gone back to the year 2006 in that listing. It's just disturbing. And it does seem like we've had a real spat of them recently. By recently, I'd say in the last two years or so, which is alarming and concerning. All right. Um, let's see here. King Charles III's coronation hauls in 20 million UK. United Kingdom viewers alone but mercy um, I have not seen any kind of totals for you know the globe so to speak but I know it was widely watched here in the United States and there was coronation concert last night Katy Perry Lionel Richie among the performers I, I just, um, I was just amazed at the whole thing. It was remarkable. Um, the writer's strike continues, affecting um, particularly television. A lot of reruns are being aired. And... Um, Anyway, the Writers Guild of America. I hope they can get it worked out soon. Let's see here. What else? In science and technology, Dr. Rochelle Walensky is going to leave her post as head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention 
I think that will occur on June 30th. Citing the end of the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, the U.S. to end official COVID-19 emergency declaration. I believe that will happen this Thursday. Um... I guess there's a new Alzheimer's treatment out there, and um, they under you know according to a little blurb I have this morning, uh, it is really helpful, and uh, it has reduced their cognitive um, the Alzheimer patients Alzheimer's patients there we go uh, cognitive decline by 35% and all of this based on clinical trials. Uh, by the way, those uh, patients that uh, showed the, the improvement were all in the early stages of Alzheimer's. Researchers have discovered a new type of organelle structures with specific functions that exist inside of cells in the gut of fruit flies of all things organelles function appears to be storing phosphate for later use let's see here why is phosphate phosphorus important I don't know. I don't know either. Just try that. Why is phosphorus important? Um, it says it is needed for the growth, maintenance, and repair of all tissues and cells and for the production of the genetic building blocks, DNA, and RNA. And huh? it is also needed to help balance and use other vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, iodine, magnesium, and zinc. Let's see, Warren Buffett's Berkshire uh, Hathaway's annual meeting, which is informally known as the Woodstock of Capitalism, was held over the weekend in Omaha. That's all I've got. Um, let's see, the Arab League has reinstated Syria after nearly a 12-year suspension for its 2011 crackdown on protests. By the way, the U.S. opposed that move, but it happened anyway. Let's see, at least 27 gold miners die in Peru after an electrical fire. This was the deadliest mining accident in decades. And Serbian, uh, Serbia, the Serbian minister resigned after last week's mass shootings. Hmm. Uh, let's see, Wagner Mercenary Group CEO backtracks Friday decision to stop fighting in the Ukraine after Russian leadership fulfills ammunition request. Hmm. All right. Western Canada, Canadian province of uh, Alberta declares a state of emergency. They've had a, oh, at least 100 wildfires and uh, at least 24,000 residents have been evacuated. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. Well, I think we can pass by that. None of those catch my eye particularly. Um, after those mass killings in Texas, frustration but no action on guns. I think we had a blurb about that earlier. 
how two men's disparate disparate dis, disparate disparate hmm I guess I don't know that word very well anyway their paths crossed in the killing on the F train Jordan Neely's mental health decline played out in public after his mother was strangled Daniel Penny said he was protecting himself and others when he choked Mr. Neely. Oh, now I know what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's on the subway yeah. in New York. Right. More than five and a half million people who left after the war began in February, we're talking about Ukrainians, have gone back home. And not just to large cities like Kiev or um, that sort of thing, but to small places near the front line as well. Dodger Stadium, of course, is the home to the seven-time world champion Los Angeles Dodgers. But in the 1950s, that land around it belonged to families who are now seeking reparations for what they lost. Well, that doesn't sound like a good story. No. Um, hmm. um, oh, this car down in Texas that fatally struck migrants in a Texas border town. The driver of the vehicle was detained after he plowed into a crowd in Brownsville, Texas, killing at least eight people. Uh, such disturbing stories. Um, you see, Wagner chief appears to backtrack on threat to pull fighters from Bakhmut. Um, I, Yerjeveni V. Progeshin said his mercenaries had been promised the ammunition and equipment they would need and would not have to withdraw from Russians' fight for the eastern Ukrainian city. Well, now that's being questioned. Okay, at uh, Charles' coronation, everything old was new again. The king promised a thoroughly 21st century ceremony, but when push came to shove, he took his place on the 13th century throne. Ken Sim. If you're saying, why do I know that name? He's Vancouver's first mayor of Chinese descent and he's rejected claims of Chinese interference and he says his landslide landslide win was due to his tireless campaigning and more appealing policies let's see here Oh, you know about that uh, driver who plowed into people down in Texas. I, um, it still is unclear to the authorities if the crash had been accidental or deliberate. I didn't mention that, and I think I should have. Um... Let's see, the motive of the gunmen so far remains a mystery. We're talking about the shooting at the Allen Premium Outlets, which left nine people dead, including the suspect. Allen, Texas, a mall shooting. I think we had that late last week.
Um, an inmate has pled guilty in Alabama jail escape that an officer abetted. Uh, that means helped him escape. Casey White and a corrections officer who helped him escape had been on the run for nearly two weeks when a police pursuit ended in his arrest and her death. So the, um, the uh, officer that helped him was a female. Nine thirty three now, almost nine thirty four. Let's see in political type stories. Let's see here. In the Trump case, Bragg, that's um oh Alvin. Yeah. Alvin Bragg. <laughs> He's um a lawyer, right? He's the uh, DA of District Attorney yeah, okay. for New York. Well, he pursues a common charge with a rarely used strategy. A review of more than a two dozen cases shows that in at least one sense, the indictment of the former president stands apart. In another political story, a migrant child labor debate in Congress becomes mirrored, mired, excuse me, in immigration fight. Revelations that migrant children have been exploited for cheap labor brought calls for action. But a partisan battle over immigration policy has complicated lawmakers' efforts. President Biden faces bleak approval numbers as he starts his re-election campaign. A Washington Post-ABC News uh, poll shows challenges for President Biden and a disconnect between what Americans want and the options they have. Well, let's see here. Um, business news. Uh, here's a headline. It says, Liz Holmes wants you to forget about Elizabeth. Huh. The black turtlenecks are gone, so is the voice. As the convicted... Theranos, founder, awaits prison. She has adopted a new persona, devoted mother. I'm not sure I remember this story. Um, Liz Holmes. Um, help me recall, if you can, Don. Um, while you're doing that, I can go on to the next item. It says mortgage fees seriously spurred outrage on TikTok. Changes to fees applied to federal mortgages have led to a misconception that borrowers with low credit scores will pay less at the expense of borrowers with good credit. Yeah, that doesn't particularly make sense, does it? Um, in another story, is it TMI for entrepreneurs to air their private business? They go on, a business owner's personal story can bolster trust in a brand, experts say. But it's what happens when they share hardships like homelessness addiction or incarceration you know what happens when they share those kind of stories in company marketing with that uh liz holmes story yeah uh she had promised investors a much higher company profit than theranos actually made and 
She was found guilty on four counts of defrauding investors, three counts of wire fraud, and one of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. And uh, in November of 2022, she was sentenced to 11 years in prison. Theranos. Yeah. What was that company? What What is the product or what? what you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Uh, uh, because I don't know the name. Theranos. Or Theranos, I don't know how it's uh, pronounced. Uh, they was touted as a breakthrough health technology company. Ah. Uh, oh, I'm starting to remember now. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Let's see. Chat fished. How to lose friends and alienate people with AI. It says inbox management can be mind-numbing. You might have wondered, couldn't a robot do this? And um, I am kind of marveled at this whole thing of AI, artificial intelligence. But on the other hand, there is so much chatter about how it can do things badly. Or um, it's hard to distinguish it from what a human has actually written. I don't know. I think the future is interesting. And we'll have to be cautious, of course. I guess some censors in China are deleting videos about poverty. The president there has, says he has defeated poverty, but discussion of economic struggle is taboo, scrubbed from the internet and banished from the news. Anytime you talk about um, controlling the news. It troubles me. China. All right. Well, here's another story on a similar topic we had a few minutes ago. When AI, when artificial intelligence chatbots hallucinate. <laughs> Ensuring that chat box aren't serving false information to users has become one of the most important and tricky tasks in the tech industry. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Simply amazing. Um, Churchill Downs. We had the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. Um... They had some sort of race being de uh, viewed beforehand, and mercy, I, I got all confused. But um, anyway, despite recent efforts to make horse racing safer, seven horses died down there at uh, Churchill Downs at the track in the lead-up to the Kentucky Derby. Whose fault was it, they asked. They don't give an answer. They just raise the issue. That is disturbing to me. Um, I've had two phases of my life that involved horses. One is a teen. One when my uh, first wife bought a horse, with, which was a complete surprise to me. <laughs> um, I love horses. I have many close friends who are keenly involved with horses. Um, but how is it when they are under such care as racehorses 
that seven would die leading up to the Churchill Downs right there in um, Louisville, right? I think so. Yeah. Kentucky. That is, uh, that deserves a real investigation. Let's see here. Well, I don't think those stories, we can pass by those. Let's move on to the arts. Oh, here's a story about vanished murals. Murals. You know, we have some buildings in Athens which have murals display, displayed on them, right? And, uh, we, you know, we have a city program where um, people have designed these wraps that go around uh, traffic like signal boxes and things like that. Um, well... Um, in New York, uh, they, t they speak of the skyscraper once held some beloved Art Deco artworks. And then Winold Reese's Commission for a Long Champs restaurant. Anyway, these murals that had disappeared have been rediscovered somewhere in storage and people are happy because they they wondered what had become of them uh, let's see for bispo do rosario art could only be divine calling it goes on the U the first u.s retrospective of a 20th century self-taught brazilian artist adds another name to the outsider canon and renders it moot. That's a head-scratcher. I'll have to dig into that a little bit later today. At the Met, the new Don Giovanni has a stark vitality. They go on, an excellent cast brings heat to Ivo Van Hove's austere, agile staging of Mozart's classic. Starring Peter Matai and conducted by Dan Natalie Stutzman. Um, I have attended, I think, four performances at the Metropolitan Opera in my lifetime, that is. Um, it is a remarkable experience. Another New York uh, story, but not of the arts, simply of the city. A refugee from another time gets an eviction notice. We're speaking of an Ukrainian immigrant who's 82 years of age and has lived in, Man in a Manhattan hotel for decades. Well, now the owners want him out while earning millions from the city to house others. In another story, the suburbs are furious at Adam's plan to send migrants to their hotels. The Rockland County executive declared a state of emergency in a move to block Mayor Eric Adams' plan to move some asylum seekers to the suburbs. So those two stories are kind of related. You see, where the milkshakes are served with the celebration of black culture, at Harlem Shake, which continues to expand, the fun retro vibes connect to a deeper diner history. All right. Let's see, you know, China had that hospital fire. Mm -hmm. The
The country's supply of nursing home beds has not kept pace with its rapidly aging population, leakings, uh, le rather leading some families to seek unlicensed alternatives. And that hospital fire where so many seniors were injured or died um, has added to that concern. Who's a good boy? Ask these Westminster judges. For these canine experts, an invitation to pick the winners of the Westminster Dog Show is an honor and a serious responsibility. Well, duh. <laughs> I mean, it is a great honor, of course. But... Um, did I ever think one of those judges took it lightly? Nope. Anyway. The Lancet fish. Why does this cannibalistic fish keep washing ashore? The Lancet fish, one of the biggest species to roam the deep ocean, sometimes appears off sh uh, ashore rather along the west coast baffling scientists um lancet fish it's one word um i'd, I'd like to know how big they typically are are they how many feet long or something like that how many pounds they weigh uh, they said they usually grow up to two meters in length. Okay, so that's uh, 39 inches, right? More Times than, yes, two. Yeah, more than seven feet long. Okay. And their weight? Anything typical? Not really, huh? I'm, I'm looking it up. Okay. Um, About 20 pounds. Oh. I may have told this story on the air, but I, many years ago, landed a 611-pound bluefish marlin. And um, that held a record in Hawaii hmm. for eight years. It's interesting. But it's been passed by now several times. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Newton Minow. He used to head up the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. He was 97 and he died recently. Um... But he was most famous for calling television a vast wasteland. This was some years ago. His stunning declaration caused an instant sensation when he made it back in 1961, which ignited a national debate over Americans' viewing habits. Well, Newton Minow has passed. You see, uh, these, these are a few famous deaths. Menahem Pressler, a pianist who co-founded the Bo, B-E-A-U-X, or Bo, I guess it is, Arts Trio. He passed. He was 99. But they go on. Mr. Pressler, who fled Nazi Germany as a youth, was the anchor of a group that, with various lineups, performed all over the world for 53 years. Mr. Pressler passed. I see Don January, who won the 1967 PGA title. He passed in the last day or two. He was 93. 
Again, he won 10 tournaments in 10 different years on the PGA Tour and was an early star on the Senior Champions Tour. Okay, um, New York Times has written an opinion item. I don't have it in front of me, but it's interesting. It says, How to Overhaul the CDC, Center for Disease Control. And the little blurb they have here says, How to Fix the Embattled Agency. Here's another headline, the drug that saves lives even though it's never used. And the sentence that follows, just handling Narcan and learning how to use it changes the way people think about drug addiction. Um, someone wrote a, an essay in the Times, um, I think Lawrence Tribe is his name, I've heard of that, I think he's an economist, and, uh, uh, basically the gist of the article or the essay is that Congress should not be able to invoke an arbitrary dollar limit to force the president to do its bidding. Okay. All right. Well, it's uh, 9.55 exactly. And the new surge at the U.S.-Mexico border highlights a broader reality about immigration policy. I, I want to be welcoming. I really do. But what's happening at the, the border with Mexico underscores a point that Democratic Party politicians often try to play down. What is it? The U.S. border policy has a big effect on how many people try to enter the country illegally. The current surge is largely a reaction to the looming end of Title 42, a policy enacted during the COVID pandemic that enables the authorities to quickly expel many migrants who enter the country without permission rather than letting them stay while courts consider their cases. Title 42 expires this coming Thursday as a part of the end of the official COVID health emergency. Well, in recent weeks, word has spread in Latin America that entering the U.S. is about to become easier. Smugglers have told potential migrants that the coming period will be a good time to attempt a border crossing. President Andres Manuel Lopez Orbador of Mexico whew, said last week, U.S. officials believe that the number of illegal crossings per day, which recently has hovered around 7,500 a day, could soon rise above 12,000 daily. It's a real crisis. Father Rafael Garcia of Sacred Heart Catholic Church in downtown El Paso is very concerned, and they're trying to reach out and make sure these people are cared for. When Democrats and progressive activists talk about undocumented immigration, they tend to emphasize forces in other countries, like wars and political oppression, that are beyond the control of the U.S. government. And these outside issues do influence migration flows. 
The collapse of Venezuela's economy is a recent example. Experts refer to such forces as push factors because they push people out of their home countries. But there are pull factors in the U.S. matter as well. The strength of the economy is one. The stringency of border security is another. When the U.S. makes it difficult for people to enter the country illegally, fewer people make the journey north to try. When the U.S. sends signals that people will be able to cross the border even without permission and potentially remain here for years, well, more people attempt to do so. Duh, right? The pattern is clear. Now, Donald Trump was the most anti-immigration president in decades, promising to build a border wall and demeaning immigrants with racist language. Joe Biden ran for president in 2020, promising a more welcoming approach. And after he won the election, a number of people trying to enter the country without permission spiked. Well, it's, it's quite a deal. And is there a perfect answer? Absolutely not. We are basically out of time. A word about upcoming shows tomorrow. We'll be talking about the Career Center up in Nelsonville. Amy Dorfler will be uh, joining us. And on Wednesday, we have the Veterans Affairs as our topic with Kim Spencer. Thursday, the Athens County Extension Office will be our topic. Ed Brown, the head of that. Folks, have a great day, please. Get our-